more 1080p camera discussion, color matching questions at Apple, the HomePod Mini, and why we didn't see more M1 Macs and iMacs. This is Mac Voices. Today's Mac Voices is supported by Mac Voices After Dark. Uncensored, off-topic, and always off the wall. Mac Voices After Dark is available as a benefit to our Patreon subscribers. Sign up at patreon.com slash macvoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, this is the third and final show in our coverage of Apple's Unleashed event. Last time we started up a discussion of the 1080p camera. This time that discussion turns into a little bit of a debate. We talk about the HomePod Mini. We talk about colors and how they are being coordinated or not at Apple and get into why we didn't see more M1 Macs or iMac models. Let's go back and let the panel do the talking. Mm-hmm. Right there with the Can speakers. We- Kelly, I'm going to accuse you of, of being part of the echo chamber, though. Um, Why? The, because the 720p camera thing, mm-hmm. I, you know, I think pre-pandemic, I mean, let's go, let's go back a year and a half, two years almost now, yeah. you know, pre-pandemic days. I'm not sure that the majority, note what I said, majority of people really realized or, or cared that much about it that for, for what they were using their laptops or their iMacs for. I think it was adequate. It was fine. It did what it needed to do. And that was it. When we hit the pandemic, everything changed. Okay. Because look, nobody is, nobody's making movies or very few people are making movies sitting in front of their iMac, looking at that camera. Same thing with, same thing with, with laptops. I, I, and listen, I'm, I'm right there. I'm part of the echo chamber too. But I think realistically, we're back. We're back to an earlier part of the discussion where Apple is building this, these devices for most of the people, not right. for the echo chamber. And I would disagree with that because number one, first of all, we know Apple Apple is capable of better because my phone had a way better camera in it than my computer, starting in like I don't know what twenty twelve or something. I mean, like. It's ridiculous when the selfie camera on the iPhone became a better camera than what the camera is that I have in my laptop. Um, But it happened. I don't remember when it went 1080. So if I was going to FaceTime somebody or whatever, like I already had an alternative to use. Like maybe I want to be sitting at my computer and use a nice microphone and sit down with my headphones and and my setup or whatever. And I'm always going to do better with an iPhone than I am with with the camera in my laptop. And the reason I know that is because I'm using an iPhone right now as the better camera because it's clearly superior to anything that Apple has given me. Number one. Number two, lots of people have a webcam for something already. I was doing Skype or I would, you know, I was whatever. And, you know, I used to do video chats with my friends or something. So I went and bought like a hundred dollar webcam and I've been using that. So I think Apple just figured out that every most people, if you know, if you're going to talk about the plurality of users, the plurality of users have solved this problem. And they either solved this problem because they went and bought a Logitech C900 something, whatever was the 900 series when they needed their camera. And the, or they have an iPhone and they just set their iPhone up and talk to people on their iPhone or on their iPad now with center stage and didn't really care what the camera was in the laptop. 
And the only reason anybody cared about it was because now that I know it's there, I'm supposed to put a piece of tape over it because otherwise Facebook can see me. Like that's all anybody does with that camera anymore. It seems like. And so I feel like Apple puts it there because it's like checking a box. It's like, well, the legal definition of an Apple product is it has to have a FaceTime camera in it. So we're going to do that. But like they don't care about it. And I don't think they had room to do anything better until Johnny Ive left the building so that they could make a machine that was a tiny bit thicker or a tiny bit heavier. And then they had room to put the other what is it, you know, 360p in there to make it so that it was something that people actually wanted to use. Because if you ever tried to use the FaceTime camera, there's a reason like everything on Instagram is here's a light to make your video conferencing better. And it's always showing it with the FaceTime camera. They're never showing it with like an additional webcam or anything because you don't need it for that because webcams are much better than anything that Apple's ever put in the top of that machine. I think they did it because they didn't care. I don't think they had to care anymore. Well, as, uh, up until the time when everybody was, I mean, really prior to the pandemic, very, very few people, as far as the overall user base, I think were using FaceTime or video Skype or, or any of the rest of it. You saw lots of examples of it on television, but I, I think for the most part, people just didn't do it until they had to. And the p- pandemic basically forced everybody to start using webcams and you know mm-hmm. that p- part of the reason why uh they were so hard to get right in the very beginning is everybody panicked and said oh i need a webcam so they went out and bought a webcam sure that was better than what came with their apple or lenovo mm-hmm. or or whatever computer it was that they were using yeah. and apple didn't improve it in their laptops because it just didn't matter and now it does matter and you know they're scrambling to kind of catch up in that department. So now we five years after 1080p became an affordable thing, they're finally putting it into a laptop. And Kelly, I think that part of the reason it got in the phone first was that people were using the phone to do a lot more selfies than they ever. Nobody used a selfie. Excuse me. Nobody used an iMac or a laptop to do a selfie. You no, know, they just, but for they, a video they, chat or for Skype or for oh yeah, I, this. but I think. But you yes, know. but I think that's why it it hit the iPhone sooner. Mm-hmm. That's that's I know that, it's that's why. why. Oh yeah, yeah that was so. that was that was my presumption. Like that was the yeah. reason they continued to evolve and continued to improve on the phone. But like right now with my overhead lighting, if I switch to my FaceTime camera, you basically wouldn't be able to see me. Right. And it's, I think that's ludicrous, but that's apparently just me. Yeah. Um the, the chat room is on fire tonight. I tell you, these, these people are, are crazy. Um, Webb says, I think the notch on the MacBook Pro is part of the design language that Apple now has. Um, somebody on the panel said they couldn't put the FaceTime camera in the speaker grill unless you wanted video of your ceiling. Thank you, ProView Jim. Uh, uh, but yeah, the, and, and Webb then suggested to Jim that it be placed on the underside of his beard. It might be an interesting angle. <laughs> Don't know what to make so, of that. You don't have to read all the comments aloud, Chuck. <laughs> well, I think that well, these these people are kind enough to contribute. I think that you know, I think, and, and I even replied it, to him. You did. You said it's it's for Mike Voices After Dark. I think that's a perfect place. Um, so, can I take issue with a minute for design with design language because it's it's not with the notch as design language. My issue is. Uh, because after I saw Jason Snell said this, um, like, I can't stop thinking about it. And it's 
Apple needs to hire a color czar so that all of their colors are anywhere in the same neighborhood as each other. Because if you buy an orange iMac and then you go buy an orange HomePod mini to go with your orange iMac because orange is your thing, they don't match. They're not the same family. It's a different palette and it's nonsense. And I (laughs) am mad about it because why does everybody know Apple? Because Apple has great design. Apple made stores that looked amazing. Stores. And they looked amazing. And they made the Apple TV that looked amazing. They made the Mac mini that looked amazing. And they like Apple continues to do these things that are beautiful things. And we like to look at them. And you're going to tell me that they couldn't figure out if we're going to do another thing in orange, that maybe it should be the same orange. Come on. They they used to have a color czar and everything was white. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. I feel like that's racist. (laughs) (laughs) But also, like, comment or their policy of white objects? All all things are white. The end. Um, I I feel like I feel like it's a thing that's somehow getting overlooked. And ever since Jason said that, like, now that's all I can think about is like, yeah, none of that stuff goes together at all, and it's weird. And And like, it was a thing that sort of crossed my mind briefly when I was like, oh, like if I was getting a new phone, um, you know, like what color would I get? Because like, it's not going to coordinate with any sort of accessories I got to go with, you know, other stuff or whatever. And I just like the fact that it's not happening, I think is weird. And that's that's part of what I'm sort of aggravated by, because like, I don't think any of that stuff's going to go together, you know, and for Apple to be a company that screws that up feels wrong somehow. So, you know, well, I, you know, uh, go ahead, look Jeff. at the colors on the phone. Uh-huh. Um, and, and this is going to just be like salt in the wound for you, Kelly. If you look at the HomePod mini page on the Apple website and scroll down to where they show how simple it is to turn or to activate your new HomePod mini, uh-huh. it's the blue mini with That's the great. blue iPhone beside it and the colors go together. They could do it for that one. Why can't they do it for all the other colors? This is my question. I, I think it happened that time wow. on accident. Wow. It's a tough bunch tonight. Well, uh, come on. This is a company that is known for their aesthetic. And how do you know this? Because before I converted Mr. Kelly, which was a decade's long process i'm here to tell you before he was a convert at one point we were shopping for a big tv and i went and when they were showing them to us there was one that we started looking pretty seriously at and i went can i see the remote control for that tv and he said why and i said well because i want to know if it's going to be a terrible experience and if it's just going to make me mad every time i operate the tv i don't want this tv and he said to me standing there at the store you are such an apple user And I'm like, thank you, because I know a good experience. I know a good aesthetic. Like, don't give me a bunch of extra buttons that don't do crap. I don't need like give me the ones I need and no more. And that's like, that's it. One of the things I've always appreciated about Apple is that sort of sleek aesthetic. It's a thing I like about them. I mean, I like a lot of design language. Don't get me wrong. There's other stuff I like that that I probably have no business enjoying. But this in particular is a thing that I can't get over 
because for some reason I find it very irksome that Apple can't get it together. If I can match my clothes to leave the house, they can match things that go together to leave the house. Like that big house they they've got with the one the wall person missing. from Granimals. <laughs> and Jeff gets it in one. Why can't my Apple stuff be Garanimals? If you're going to give me colors, give me colors that go together. You probably can't get the phone and one of the iPad colors to, to look nice together. I mean, come on. That's so like why? Mo- movies need a continuity coordinator. Yeah. And Apple's a big company. And you know these things are developed all over the world. And they're in different media. So it's mm-hmm. probably harder than you think. I'm no, I, I don't think it's easy. But I think it's possible, and I think Apple could have solved this problem. They have enough money. They could have First solved First of all, I, I don't categorize this as a quote-unquote problem. And second, <laughs> I, I think I'm going to reserve my judgment until I see the orange uh, HomePod mini sitting beside the orange iMac, and then I'll decide just how different it is. You know, Chuck, that's actually a really good point. Mac Voices Apple listeners, you know what to do. Apple does have a long Both history stories. of... of uh, not accurately representing the colors of their products on their web page. Mm-hmm. And I mean, also a we, difficult problem. Exactly. I was that's say. true. I mean, they, they can't account for uh, everyone's monitor and the fact that most people haven't calibrated them. And most of the people that have calibrated them probably did it wrong. Yeah. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's still the number one reason that there are returns on clothes bought online. Is that the color is not what I thought it was going to be? Um, sure. So, so hence the black and white the white HomePad minis. That makes it simple because you pretty much know what you're getting. Right. So, um, before we wind up, I I would just want to yeah. say like minute or something because I've you know I've kind of nitpicked here and there during tonight, but um, you know for me this was like this event was like a processor announcement they announced two cpus and a bunch of other stuff that we've been talking about but but really for me this is you know the big news was the processors and uh it's so exciting um what what they're doing so like all this other stuff like hdmi you know that's minor stuff the minor. The, the, the processor you know architecture that's what i was looking for in in this event and they knocked it out of the park. Um, although one thing I am wondering about, they didn't mention, I, it sounds like maybe these chips are still on A14 technology. They didn't mention A15. And it's not clear to me whether the single core performance is higher than last year's M1. I think it's the same. Although there was one thing that said the CPU was 70% faster, but I'm not sure they're just counting it more is, cores. It's also bigger. My, well, it's got more cores. It's got more cores, but yeah, my guess is that it is on A14 because a lot of people are suspicious these were supposed to come out in the summer originally. I, I, I think it may be, especially since they didn't mention it. So yeah, um, that's kind of interesting. Would, would you know? It also means like, well, wait till next year. Um, that's going to be even better. Um, but well, can you know, I point it out? We don't know what the release schedule is going to be yet. It could be an, an every other year, which is still more than they had significant processor updates for the last little bit on Intel. But, but well, it might it would, be a more it significant would be right increase. On, well, these are, this is pretty major, whether it's based on A14 or A15. Um, 
you know, and and Apple has managed to do the the once a year for a long time, and they're and they're not having to do all the you know breadth of what Intel has offered. Um, but anyway, you know, the fact that they're offering thirty two and sixty four, and the the GPUs are going through the roof. Um, it's yeah, they knocked it out of the park. Um, can't what? wait to see next year. And you know what is what on earth is the Mac Pro going to look like? Um, that you know we're I not going to find that out for a long time. I don't. We're, think no, we're not going to find out. But I'm you know I can't mm-hmm. wait. You know it's I mean I'm not going to get one, but I'm really curious. You know, and does it make any sense to have you know the ability to plug in external GPUs anymore? I mean I suspect by yeah. whatever they show us next year, it's not going to make any sense at all. Probably we'll not for see. laptop though. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's a no, different no. use case, but no, no, I'm saying for, you know, like, you know, didn't the Mac Pro, it's only what, two years? Mm-hmm. Is that right? It's only yeah. two years old. And doesn't that feel like, you know, something that's like a leftover from, you know, it, yeah. It, yeah. last year was like five years long. Yes. It does feel like a relic from another era because I was yeah. at that Mac world. I was at that Mac world. I was at that dub dub in person. And talk to other people who were there and saw it. And it was I had met Chuck about 20 minutes earlier. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah, you're right. I was at I was at that dub dub. I didn't yeah. I didn't see the 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 machine. I've never seen one turned on. They had one at the local Apple store, but it wasn't turned on. Um but so you know. So are am I is my calendar right? Aren't we about a, a year into the more alleged two-year transition. We're halfway. Yeah, I think so. yeah. And, and, and look the only, at everything the only they've consumer released. Consumer machine that's left is the larger iMac, right? At mm-hmm. this point. Well, yeah, yeah. and actually, that, that that's something we haven't brought up that I think is interesting that they didn't come out with larger iMacs, and they didn't come out with an upgraded Mac Mini, and it sure seems to me that these processors would they could have dumped those into or not dumped, but you know, at any time they could come out with a new iMac Pro. Based on these M1 uh, Pro and Max. Nope. Uh, well, they not, could. Not until they can scale M series processors somehow, either together or get a, or put enough quartz in them to where it makes sense that you could call it a, a Mac, whatever oh, Pro. No, machine. that's it's way easier than that. It's this is a company that is run by a person who became the head of the company by coming up as one of the people who was the master of the supply chain and knows that there's no way they can scale any of that stuff to make enough of those things to give us a new mini or a new big ass screen or whatever. So yeah, we're not going to get cuts. those until Apple can get their hands on them. I mean, remember Apple was a company at one point during the peak of the iPad iPod era, maybe it was the iPad era, um, that was buying like 35% of all the flash memory being produced because they needed it for all of the stuff that they were making. So this is the same sort of, of situation. Like they, I don't think they can get their hands on enough of them to put them in those other screens. I just don't think it's a, a well, possibility right now. I think you're right, Kelly. Yeah, you know, Apple probably won't do this, but isn't the panel in the 27-inch iMac still better than any other computer or even you can't even buy a monitor you know that 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 with that spec except for i guess the lg which is that same panel huh the 5k you know um you know so they're still selling an intel 5k monitor 
And, you know, I kind of feel like, why, you know, why don't you stick, you know, that panel with a M1 Pro and M1 Max and, and, you know, start, they probably you know, can't get enough, get, of get off Intel right the, now and the laptops at the same time. And you know, the, 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 the machine that everybody was screaming for right now was the, the larger laptop was yeah. the 16 inch laptop. And the 14 inch laptop is, is just kind of icing on the cake, mm -hmm. but to throw in uh, a 27 or 32 inch iMac at the same time would have stretched Apple's capacity to what probably well past the limit to be able to put out enough machines to meet demand. So yep. instead they're like, okay, well, here's your, here's the laptops that everybody wanted. And, and, you know, it's 16 inch and 14 inch. And what about the iMac? Well, we'll get to that probably sometime next year. Um, I remember when, when the M1 was announced, I, I sort of predicted that they would finish the transition in a year. And I think that they probably would have if supply chain hadn't become such an issue because so you're right. There really is absolutely no reason why they couldn't put an M1 or a uh, uh, an M1 Pro or M1 Max in a new enclosure for an iMac, or uh, you know, build build an M M1 Pro Max with twice the number of cores and twice the amount of of RAM, and throw that into a slightly bigger enclosure and call it the the Mac mm -hmm. Pro Mini or or what have you. But the, you, they just can't get the chips right now. You know, there's there are whole car manufacturers with with parking lots filled with trucks that they can't ship because they don't have the chips for them. Yep. So everyone is kind of hurting right now for all this. And, and it makes no sense to announce products that you can't fulfill. So they that just kind of let it go. I, well, I, as, as much as we were laughing before, Webb and I both have, well, and Brittany too, there are three of us that have machines on order that are not going to get here next week. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and okay, so at least two of us, I'm not sure about Webb, um, you know, have quote unquote custom orders. So you expect that to take a little longer. I, I, mm -hmm. that, I don't have a problem with that. But the fact that they have that, that much demand, and, and also, you know, from a business standpoint, I'm not sure it makes sense to just upgrade the entire line. You know, let it roll out a little bit. You know, let, let, let the Fuhrer die down over the MacBook Pros now. And then drop the iMac on uh, the M1. Yeah, other than the fact MX. that they still have these They're Intel different. machines in the catalog, would you tell anyone to buy those machines? No. Yes. Yes. Uh, I wouldn't. No. If, if you if you need a machine right now, the the Intel's are going to first of all, not everybody needs all the raw horsepower we're all lusting after, and second, if you need a machine now, taking it out of the catalog means you're going to lose a sale. And, no, and I'm not saying they should. Customer. No, I'm not saying. I, I'm not saying they should take it out of the catalog. I'm saying they are losing sales because people are looking at it and saying, "Up, oh, you know, no, I'm not going to buy that." Well, not people who need machines that can emulate Windows. Like Windows. Yeah, you need boot you camp. Need a you need an emulation machine. The, well, you know, presumably those people have got gone out and bought those machines because they ain't going to be available, and for probably more but, than six months. Six months. Also, yeah. if you and they've already sure. dropped boot camp. Yeah. And if you math it out, like if you like when when I was when I was sitting down and sketching out like availability 
uh, last year when I was looking at getting my machine because I was just holding on until they fixed the keyboard. And then they went, well, we've done more than fixed the keyboard. We put a, a whole new processor. So then I waited and got one of those. But um, like, if you think about it, like Apple supports the current version of the operating system, whatever it is that's out right now. And they support like two back from that. So like if you need a security update or something like that happens, then that's effectively three years of support that you get right off the top. And then if you can run the most recent version of, of operating system on that machine still, which Apple's going to have to do for a while, um, then at that point, like you still got the option to continue to use that machine. So even if you go buy one of those Intel computers today, you can still get a minimum of three years of effective life out of it. And then if you maybe don't upgrade to the next version of the operating system and everything still runs the way it does, you can probably coast for another year, maybe two. And then you've gotten five years out of that machine that you bought right now in the middle of the transition. And it's you're going to be fine. It's not going to be a problem. I think part of the reason they said it was going to take as long as it took to roll everything out is that I'm presuming I have absolutely no information on this, that there's uh, some sort of deal with Intel as far as phasing out um, using their processors for things. So they probably have to, you know, for, for some, uh, some amount no. of time. <laughs> Intel mm. will sell, sell them chips. Um, there, there's already features in Monterey that don't work on Intel machines. I know. Well, sure. That's, that, that's going to be a natural At Thing. And there's there's going to be third party stuff that doesn't work on Intel machines. Yeah, sure. We so, had that when we got the Intel machines. There was stuff that worked on Intel that didn't work on Power Max. Yeah, it's just hey guys, a thing that happens. We are way over time. Um, this has been a great discussion, and we could go all night. Let's not, because some of us have got to get some sleep. I do want to just mention though, Webb confirmed in the in the chat room that his model is also custom. So the customs are back into November, um, and I think that just reinforces the whole chip thing. I do find it interesting that that uh, Webb and I both got notifications that ours are coming earlier now. So did somebody decide to drop out of the line, or did they get a new set of chips? I don't know. I think Apple under-promises on that a little bit, yeah. because almost yeah. everything I've ever ordered, almost everything I've ordered in the last few years has been like, it's going to come now. And then after the initial wave of orders, like my my ship date slowly creeps back toward zero day yeah, over time. So. so like, I yeah, so. I think my oh. M1 machine, I think was like two or three times it like crept back. So I got mine not long after they came out. Yeah. Let's go around the room, let folks know where they can find you and then we'll get out of here. Um, so I want to flip it around again. Um, uh, Kelly, where, oh yeah, by the way, um, in the chat room, um, Eric and Paul are, seem to be forming the Kelly Gamont, um, fan club. <laughs> <laughs> Deeply disturbing on any level. All they um, did was say that I was right. And Chuck said not to encourage me. And then Eric decided I was right again. And, uh, that is because Eric is a man of taste and intelligence. That's all I'm saying. Eric's a man of wealth. Oh, and it's taste. a mutual fan saying? club. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is now. I mean, if you're going to sit in the chat room and tell Chuck I'm right, like I will never turn that down. Um, oh, man. Where can we find you, Kelly? 
Lottery <laughs> <laughs> will get you everywhere.com. Um, you can find me five days a week hosting the Mac Observer Daily Observations podcast over at MacObserver.com. You can find me on the incomparable where I talk about uh Ted Lasso on the Football is Life podcast, as well as other stuff over there. I have my own show called I Want My MCU TV that you can find at theincomparable.com as well. Um, you can find me on the after show with Mike Rose occasionally. Uh, you can find me on In Touch with iOS over there with uh, David Ginsburg, who runs a, a very tight ship and has a really good show. And you should check that out if you haven't already. Um, and when I'm not playing Pokemon Go with Brittany, you can find me on Twitter as Verso. Great. Thank you, Kelly. Good to have you. Um, Brittany, not only do we want to know where to find you, but you also have some information to share. I do. Um, so it is still ADHD Awareness Month. And first you can find me at Liberator, Twitter, YouTube, um, but it's ADHD Awareness Month and the International Conference on ADHD is the first week of November. And I have a coupon code if somebody wants to use it. And I have a link and stuff for Chuck to use because they said that there, one of the board meetings I was at, there was a 10% discount code. And I said, can I share it with literally anybody? And they said, yes, you can. Um, it is ADHD Awareness, but it is misspelled. So you will want to actually copy it. It is a little bit of a joke on ADHD punctuation mistakes. Um, and so you'll have to actually copy the code, but have it. And if if you or a loved one has ADHD and want to come to the conference, you can get a little discount. So um, just to be sure, Brittany, so we're talking about an, a physical conference, not an online conference. Absolutely online. We hope to be oh, ne in person oh. next year. Yeah, okay, this is so, online so still. So it doesn't matter where you are, you can use this and participate. Yep, absolutely. Excellent, excellent. So folks, I will have those links in the show notes. Um, I also try to drop, drop some lower thirds in as Brittany's talking um, in the in the post-production part. So you have those. But if you, this is something you're interested in, look, Brittany's speaking. How could it get any better than that? There you go. Right. I'm here to tell you that's an awesome experience and, and you should absolutely investigate it further. Definitely. <laughs> Brittany, thanks for being here. Really appreciate yeah. it. Good, good luck. I'll be anxious to know when you get yours. Yeah. Thanks for having me. So. <laughs> Jim, thank you for all your uh, your insights from the developer perspective. Uh, great discussion. Where uh, where can folks contact you? Um, Proview.com uh, is the website. And uh, we've got that new public beta for Panorama. Uh, check that out. And um, on Twitter, uh, Proview Jim on Twitter, and I, I have a live uh, a live update. I have a friend at a major Midwestern college, a really big one, and they have frozen iMac purchases until the new ones come out. Wow! I have a number of clients who've done the same thing. We're just going to wow. wait and see what they give us, and then we'll see. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, uh, Mr. Searle, Sans yeah. Cat. Yeah, she she finally got tired of me and left. Uh, Vertshark.com is the website. Podcast at Vertshark. Podcast at Vertshark.com is the email address. Uh, Mac Parrot and Vertshark is what it is over on Twitter. Uh, of course, I am on Facebook, Guy Searle. And uh, the MyMac.com podcast has been going so strong for over 11 years now with Gaz every single week. 
And uh, of course, Guy's Daily Drive, which I do once or twice a week, where I drive in my car and say silly things, and not unlike what I do sometimes on this show. Uh, what else? I think that's uh, that that that's about it. Yeah, that's it. Excellent. Thank you, Guy. Good to have you as always. Jeff Gamut. Check where can we find you? Where can we find you? And thank you for uh, for everything tonight. Some some really great discussions, and we still love you, even though you didn't have all nice things to say. <laughs> oh, thanks. It's uh, that means a lot. Um, it, it, you know, it's always awesome to get to hang out with with this crew. And uh, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, Jay Gamut on both. My YouTube channel is youtube.com slash Jay Gamut. And uh, uh, on Thursdays, the big show, Fridays, the Mac show, uh, uh, this Thursday evening in touch with iOS. And uh, I, I kind of get around. I'm easy to find. Excellent. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate I love it. that shirt, Guy. Yeah. Yes. And guy, I actually don't have a single Cirque de Mac shirt because what happened every year oh. at the end, excuse me, at the end of the night, um, there'd be someone who would be so sad because the, the, the shirt they got when they showed up was gone. They had lost it. Someone took it, whatever. And so I, I would just give them, them my yours. shirt. And uh, then they were happy Surgeons. and they had a shirt. And so to this day, I do not have a Cirque du Mac shirt. Yeah, I, I didn't do that. I was like, get away from my shirt, you rotten people. Well, <laughs> see, that's shirt. because you were thinking ahead. <laughs> and uh, oh, and I was merely me thinking, thinking in the ahead. moment. That's funny. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I was have just all... big and didn't want to give my shirt up. He has golf shirts. <laughs> yeah. I, I have all my Cirque shirts tucked away safely. You know, I have no idea for what, but. Well, you know, my, I don't want to my wear problem them. is because you know I, I wear, wear them, out. they get washed, they shrink a little bit, I get a little bit bigger as time goes on. And so how much longer I'll be able to wear them is uh, questionable before they start showing some midriff and nobody wants that. And then you mm. send them off to one of those services that turns them into a blanket for you. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, a Cirque blanket. That would be cool. Somebody, somebody bring that up. Where are we gone? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're off. I'm sure he's got all the artwork. We're off road again, folks. David Ginsburg, thank you for being here. I, I I know it got a little bit crazy toward the end, um, but um, where can folks find you? You're welcome. Yes, that was good. But uh, thanks for having me. Uh, you can find me at in touch with iOS at intouchwithios.com. As Jeff said, he'll be on the show this week. And uh, you can find my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash DaveG65. I'm on the Mac show on Fridays. Going to find out uh, if, I, if I won poker or not. And uh, I will be, uh, and I'm also on Twitter at DaveG65. Thanks. Excellent. Thank you, David. Folks, I'm Chuck Joyner. This is Mac Voices Live, Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, whatever time that is, wherever you are. But um, again, there's probably a pretty darn good chance that we will not have a Mac Voices Live next Tuesday night unless I were to return from travel early. So watch the uh, the social, the Mac Voices social feeds. We'll make sure that we keep you updated if there is going to be a show. Other than that, I want to definitely thank the chat room. Thanks to all, I'm not even going to try to name everybody because we had a lot of contributors tonight. Um, still not sure about the whole Kelly Gamont fan club. That's a little shaky. Um, and thanks to Webb for helping me advance my order. And we'll see you all next week or two weeks from now.
next time. Until then. Yeah, next time. There you go. Thank you, Kevin. Until then, I'm Chuck Joyner. This is Mac Voices. Thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode you will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.